I've written and produced today's episode specifically for first and second year assistant principals. That said, everything here applies to more experienced assistant principals. I'm just assuming that you veteran administrators out there have already developed your support networks. But if you're an experienced leader who feels like your network could be stronger, or if you know some new leaders just getting started, please stay here with me. There are lots of resources for new assistant principals, but most of them focus on what you do during your workday. And today, I wanted to focus on something even more important than the work itself. You. Yes, you. The assistant principalship is a job like no other, and it offers some unique challenges. The job's so complex that nobody can be fully prepared to do it, no matter how good your admin prep program was. The responsibilities and expectations are often unclear and fluid. And success requires you to be proactive, but the job itself pressures you to be reactive. The most important part of the job is supporting and growing teachers, and yet that's rarely the highest priority. In other words, the most challenging thing about being an assistant principal is not about knowledge and skills. The biggest challenges are about how you conceptualize your work, how you see yourself, and how you care for yourself. Balancing it all on your own is nearly impossible, but a good support network can make the improbable become the inevitable. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Let's begin with celebrations. Today, I'm celebrating being present. I have a lot of memories from my recent through hike of the Penine Way, but it's the feeling of being fully present that continues to resonate with me. And this week, I've come back and been able to be fully present in my work. And honestly, that just brings me joy. Today, we're talking about the support network, but why? Why is this topic so important? If you take one thing, only one thing away from today's podcast, I hope it's this. You cannot do this job alone. And the sooner you embrace this fact, the better off you'll be. Because you'll need help in all of these areas. Understanding the unique context and culture of the district and the building that you're working in. Understanding the expectations of the people you work for and the people you work with. Continually developing your knowledge and skills. Figuring out how to cope with difficult situations. Staying happy, healthy, and sane and continually moving forward in your leadership journey. You cannot do those things alone. You need help and you need a support network. 
Now your support network needs to include individuals and groups that serve four primary roles, the leader, community, advocate, and mentor. Now it's possible for one person to fulfill more than one role. For instance, your principal might also be your mentor, but that's not actually ideal. Conversely, it is possible to have more than one person fill any given role. You could have multiple mentors, and that I think is a blessing. So let's take a closer look at each of those roles. That first role we talked about is the leader. And the leader refers to the leader of your building, your principal. The role of the leader is to help you do these things, to understand your roles and responsibilities in this specific school to navigate the culture of this specific school, to develop knowledge and skills necessary to fill your primary responsibilities, and to serve as that first tier of response to challenges and needs. So when you need help, the first person you should go to is your building principal. Now, you have no choice in who your leader is once you've been hired. Ideally, your principal can serve as a mentor, but frequently it's better to supplement the leader role with a different person for your mentor. I love gardening. So another way to think about the four roles is through a gardening metaphor. As a new leader, you're a seed full of potential, but for that potential to come to fruition, you need to grow into the job that you're in. So if you're a seed, then the leader and the school you're dropping into are the soil that you've been planted in. The thing that I hope is obvious here is that all soil is not the same. Some of you out there will have landed with great principles, great school cultures, and you're landing in a soil that's rich, that has all of the different nutrients that you need, that will hold the right amount of water and just make it really easy for you to grow and to flourish. On the other hand, some of you might be in situations where you have a principal who's really struggling or maybe a brand new principal who's just not quite ready for the job or you're landing in a toxic school culture and that soil then is really barren it needs a lot of extra amendments added to it and as such it's going to make it much more difficult to grow so we'll continue this gardening metaphor as we work through the other three roles but right here, just think about this idea that the principle that you've landed with, the building you've landed in, that is the soil that you as a seed have been planted in. The second role then is community. So the assistant principalship might be the most isolating job in education. And while some districts do a good job fostering relationships between assistant principals in different buildings, APs usually have far fewer networking opportunities than their principals do. So the role of community is to help you feel like you're not alone. It's to provide a safe space where you can be vulnerable. It's to help fill in the gaps in knowledge and skills that your principal can't help with. It's to help you feel valued, to help you grow your perspectives and to help challenge some of your assumptions. Finally, the community serves as a second tier of response to challenges and needs. So if you can't get what you need to help solve a problem from your principal, your community is a great backup source to go to. 
Your community can come from multiple sources. Maybe your admin program was cohort-based, and so you've already got a group of people that you feel connected to and that are willing to help each other on their journey. It could be the other assistant principals in your district, or maybe other assistant principals that you've met at conferences or some other events. You could look into free online groups in Facebook, LinkedIn, or other networking platforms. Or finally, you might choose to use a paid virtual community of like-minded assistant principals who also invest in their own growth. Each of these options has pros and cons, which we'll be addressing in future podcasts, emails, and on some of our social media posts. Going back to our gardening analogy, working with your community is like fertilizer. Your community augments and fills in where your leader can't help. So the richer your soil is, the, the better, the stronger your principle is, the more positive your school culture is, the richer that soil is, the less important your peer community is. On the flip side, the poorer your soil is, the more critical this community becomes. The third role is the advocate. Many assistant principals are great at taking care of everyone else, but they often put themselves last. And new assistant principals struggle to balance the demands of the job and their physical, mental, and emotional health suffers as a result. The role of the advocate is to help you take care of yourself. You are not your job and your job will not take care of you. So what makes a good advocate? A good advocate, number one, is going to be brutally honest with you. They're going to be a great listener. They will encourage you to take care of you. And they will care for you unconditionally. In addition, a great advocate serves as a third tier of response to challenges and needs. So if your principal isn't able to help and your peer group isn't able to help, then maybe you need a completely different perspective and your advocate can help with that. Finally, your advocate can help hold you accountable for the commitments you make to yourself. And that's on something else that we'll cover later about three commitments that you should be making to take care of yourself each day. So who makes a good advocate? Our life partners, if we have one, are most frequently our strongest advocates. But that role can also be filled by best friends, siblings, maybe adult children, and other relatives can also be effective advocates. The important thing when choosing an advocate is to make sure to be explicit and seek an agreement that that person understands and is willing to play that role. Advocates should know that they are your advocate. So if the leader is the soil, the community, the fertilizer, then the advocate is that stake or that trellis that helps support and protect you as you grow. Our fourth and final role is the mentor. We all grow and change over time, but to become great leaders, we need to undergo transformations. The mentor is that wise person who's invested in you and can help you make the transformations that open the way to greatness. A good mentor will help you become the leader that you want to be. They'll see and nurture greatness within you, even at times that you can't see that greatness yourself. They'll help you develop healthy perspectives and different patterns of thinking. They'll keep your long-term well-being as a top priority, and 
they serve as that fourth tier of response to challenges and needs. So if nobody else can help you, maybe you can find that wise mentor who can bring that different perspective and bring their experience and help you see things in a new light and be able to work through those problems and challenges that nobody else has helped you be able to figure out. Now, mentors come from multiple sources. Former teachers or leaders that we've worked with are the most common mentors that we have. Wise leaders from your personal life can also serve that role. Sometimes you find authorities online. You're listening to somebody's podcast and you really relate to them and you start following their stuff and they kind of become an unofficial mentor to you. And finally, there's paid mentors or paid coaches. And those are people who you relate to, you enjoy their message, you feel like they can fill that role for you, and then you actually pay to get that kind of support. Now, again, each of these options has pros and cons, and we'll cover those in future shows. So wrapping up, if the leader is the soil and the community is the fertilizer, the advocate is a the trellis, then the mentor, the mentor is the gardener. And it's the gardener that helps everything work together, that accentuates the best of the other roles and fills in the gaps where they exist. So these are the four essential roles for your support network, the leader, community, advocate, and mentor. By intentionally building your network, you can make sure that your support system is there before you need it. To help you do that, we have a very simple tool and guide that you can use to identify your network and to think about how and when you access people in those different roles. Because you could have the greatest people possible in your network, but if you don't have some kind of idea or some kind of plan for how you will stay in touch with them and how you will access them, then they pretty much become useless. Kind of like all those gardening tools stuck in my shed that I haven't gotten out this week. But I digress. If you want this handy little tool, just hop over to our website, frederickbuskey.com, and you'll be greeted by one of those annoying little pop-ups. But this one is actually helpful because once you put in your first name, your email address, and answer one little question for us, you'll get that tool delivered to your inbox. Maybe more importantly, is when you get that tool, you'll also be getting a short sequence of emails for us that review and add to all the main points that we've covered here. So you don't have to keep re-listening to the show as you work your way through the tool. Now, this podcast episode on helping you build your support network is also the official kickoff of our first and second year AP mentoring program. Joining our program lets you secure both your community comprised of other committed assistant principals who join, and your mentors. I say mentors because you'll be getting two of us. You'll be getting me and another experienced assistant principal. You can learn more about our mentoring program at frederickbuskey.com backslash mentoring. And if you decide to join right now, use the code APPOD to secure a hefty discount on a monthly membership. But that code is only good through August 30th. So if you're listening into September, then sorry, that one's gone. Anyway, thank you for including me on your journey. I look forward to seeing you again on Friday when we recap this week's daily emails. 
Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, and you can be a hero by rating the show and leaving a review. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.